All right, welcome to the runningrestaurants.com podcast where we bring you the tips, tools, and techniques you need to make your restaurant more profitable and successful. I'm your host, Jamie Oikel, and today I've got an update session for you about restaurant leases here in the COVID-19 crisis time. Joining me is leasing contributor and expert Dale Willerton from The Lease Coach. Dale and his team work with clients from all over the U.S. and Canada. And Dale, listen, I'm imagining since the last time we spoke, which was about a month ago, which is right after the lockdown went hardcore and there was just even more questions than there is now. So I'm, I imagine you've had a lot of conversations with clients since then dealing with all these lists, uh, all these leasing issues, right? So, so welcome. How are things where you are? What are you seeing out there with the business? What do you got? I tell you, it, it, it's crazy. It, it, it's a new experience for everybody. And we're busier than ever helping restaurant tenants pay less rent and get rent abatements from their landlord. And one of the first things we wanted to recap and talk about, because this is really becoming forefront now, is the restaurant tenant getting rent relief or are they getting a rent abatement? Mm -hmm. Rent abatement means it's a forgiveness. Rent relief or rent deferral means they have to pay it back later. And even though, Jamie, 50% of the landlords are being cooperative, 50% of the landlords are agreeing to some form of abatement, some form of deferral, or a combination, they are expecting the tenant to pay it back starting in three or six months from now. Mm. Well, that's not realistic. Right across the country, uh, you know, the, the, the restaurants are in different situations because of where the pandemic hit. And so, even though some of them might get back to work fairly soon, others haven't peaked yet. Other states haven't peaked yet, right? So, so it's going to be, every, everybody's going to go through exactly the same thing, and they're going to have the same conversations with their landlords, but it's going to be at different times. And here's the real problem. Uh, landlords and tenants are being short-sighted. They think that as soon as their doors reopen, it's, it's back to normal. It's not going to be back to normal. We're going to see 10 to 20% of all restaurants permanently close. Okay, so the good news is there will be more restaurant customers for the, for, for the, for the restaurants who, re, who, who are able to reopen. But people like my wife who are so, uh, so conscious about socially distancing and being careful are simply not going to run back out to those restaurants. So okay. if, if all the restaurants get to reopen, but you only get 30 to 40% of your customers coming in the door, you still have, are going to have a problem paying your rent because you've got all of those fixed overheads right? Landlords kind of understand this, but some landlords are sophisticated. They get it. Some really aren't. And so what I'm trying to say is that tenants need to look at a much longer six to nine to 12 month rent relief period. Okay. You're not going to have the same. 2021 could be a very good year for some of these restaurants, but 2020 is going to be abysmal. And, and so here's what I'm seeing shake out. When, when we contact a landlord on behalf of a tenant to negotiate some rent relief or rent abatement, half of the landlords, 50% of the landlords have a plan, they're being cooperative, they're communicative, and we can work with them. So 50% are getting help right out of the gate. 40% of the tenants are being told no by the landlord. Mm -hmm. The landlord's saying, no, I got a mortgage, you pay your rent, you know, make your application to the government, get your assistance programs, but keep paying your rent. And those 40% of tenants have to decide if they're actually going to pay their rent or not. Some of them are short paying rent. Some of them are paying 30%. Some of them, you know, some of them have drive-throughs that are open. You know, sure. they're doing half the business, right? So every tenant situation is a little bit different. 10% of tenants are paying their rent. 
they either have a pocket full of money and I talk to them and say, yeah, I got, I got nine months of rent runway in my bank. You know, I'm going to keep paying my rent. I'm going to stay out of the default. Um, and they're doing that right now. But those 40% where the landlord is saying, no, we will not help you. They have to make the conscious decision whether to pay their rent on the first of the month or not. It's almost a given that most of these landlords will put the tenant in default. But remember, the, the landlord does not want the space back. It's so expensive to replace a tenant. You know, I'm doing uh, webinars for restaurant franchise systems. Well, where, where's the landlord going to find a restaurant to replace the one that they just put in default, right? So we're not seeing evictions. We're not seeing tenants being locked out. Um, but we are expecting 10 to 20% higher vacancy. The silver lining to all of this is that if your lease is coming up for renewal, and remember at the lease coach, we specialize in negotiating lease renewal rent reductions. That's what we're known for, lease renewal rent reductions. The market rent two months ago was much higher than what the market rent is going to be when your lease comes up for renewal. So the silver lining might be that your rent goes way down if you if you negotiate it properly. And you may need some help on that. I mean, you know, not every tenant is, some tenants, run wonderful restaurants and they're great cooks and they you know they're good operators but when it comes to facing off with their landlord they just don't have it that's right, right? so right now uh, one of the packages we introduced was a $1,500 rent assistance uh, package for our clients so a lot of our repeat clients a lot of our existing clients new new t new restaurant tenants are coming forward and and we're charged $1,500 to approach their landlord on their behalf and negotiate for some rent reduction you know some of our clients Jamie they're only paying three or four or $5,000 a month in rent. But we have, we have restaurant clients paying 15,000, 20,000, $30,000 a month in rent. Well, that's a lot of money to leave on the table if you're, if you're, if you're closed. Listen, man, you, you just covered a lot of stuff right there. I want to go back to the part where you, you, I think you're right, first of all, that there's going to be 10 to 20% that just can't make it back for any number of reasons. And that's going to, um, like you said, shrink the increased vacancies and therefore decrease the willingness to, to create evictions and so forth. Because there's not going to be anybody new raising their hand to say, let me get into the business. So, um, but what I wanted to go back to is you said, um, you know, six to nine to 12 month program. And that's really probably how you should think about it because it's not going to zap back to normal business level. So, so the income is going to be coming in slowly. When you have been talking to landlords, have they been receptive to a longer term plan like that versus, oh yeah, sure. We'll, we'll make an adjustment for three months and then, you know, give us all your money or you're out. Cause I think it is going to take a longer time. Almost every landlord that's cooperating only wants to look 60 days in advance. They only want to do two-month plans, okay? And so here's the important thing. Once you negotiate with the landlord, you come to a verbal understanding. This is what my rent's going to be, or this is I get to defer it, or I get to abate it. And the, they generate a lease amending document, right? Mm -hmm. so, so this is now going to get put in writing and both parties are going to sign it. Sometimes we have to prepare it. Sometimes the landlord prepares it. But it's really important that that document doesn't, come back end loaded with all kinds of things like, well, now, once you, once you sign this one, you don't get to come back to the trough. Mm -hmm. you, get, you don't get to come back again because you are going to need to come back again, especially if there's a second wave. And I'm, I'm predicting a second wave. Okay. So um, sometimes these lease amending agreements, uh, you know, maybe the tenant has no personal guarantee and it says, well, now if you default during the rest of your lease term, you got four years left. If you ever miss a rent payment during the next four years, all that rent that Dale negotiated to be abated has to be repaid. 
So those are the back end things that are loaded, but definitely it's going to be a nine month uh, uh, program here. And, and what's, what else is going to happen, Jamie, is the average tenant is on a five year lease term. Okay. And when we see a restaurant close, you know, we're driving around, whether I'm in Texas or California or New York, and I'm driving around and suddenly I say, hey, that restaurant's closed. You know, last week it was open, this week it's closed. That's one of two things. Maybe they just didn't make it and they went broke, or maybe they simply did not renew their lease. They, they, they completed the contract, they went right to the end of their lease term, but they said, we're not making money. The landlord thinks the rent should go up. We're just coming out of a pandemic. We need the rent to go down and they don't renew. So there's going to be um, a tremendous amount of additional restaurant space that comes on the market, not because tenants went broke, but because they chose not to continue doing business in that location. And, yeah. you know, so we're going to see that unfold, you know, 20%, there's, there's 600,000 restaurants or plus that amount in, in America, uh, 20% of them are coming up for renewal every year. So we're going to see a ton of space come back on the market from tenants who just didn't renew. And of course they couldn't sell their restaurant. There was no buyers at this, at this point. Okay. So it's, it's going to be scary. Yeah. I want to, I want to stay plugged into you, Dale. Uh, you know, we talked mid March, we're talking here mid to late April. So I, I want to get you back in May for another update for sure. Cause it's been, it's interesting to follow exactly what you're talking from a timeline standpoint and how it's going to change. So let's, let's make sure we do that for folks to okay. keep them updated. But right now um, I do like a very interesting stuff about the, the renewal reduction. That's an opportunity, the silver lining part of it. The fact that there's a good 50% that are cooperating, that's what you're seeing. So uh, if folks do want to get in touch with you, what's the best way to do that? I want them to go to the website, theleasecoach.com. When you go, go to my website, you'll see uh, my 330-page Four Dummies book. You can fill out a form, request a free book, request a free consult, and we will uh, we'll talk about it. There's no charge just to talk to me. You know, right now we're, we're almost at capacity. So many tenants are coming forward wanting help. And not everybody hires us. You know, not everybody has the money to do that. But sometimes there's so much to lose, you can't afford not to get some help. So theleasecoach.com, uh, everything's on the website. Perfect, Dale. All right, man. Thanks. Thanks again. Yeah, folks, that was Dale Willerton from The Lease Coach. I always love having Dale on. Uh, he shares just straight, straight what's going on. So I appreciate it. Mm -hmm. You can find more from Dale and his team at theleasecoach.com. And for more great operations, marketing, service, people, uh, tech content, as well as ongoing COVID-19 coverage, stay tuned to us here at runningrestaurants.com. We'll see you next time. Thanks, Dale. Thanks, Jamie. Bye.